I'm here talking to Kendall. I'm talking to Annie. It's Kendall's story. Yeah, I'm talking about the disappearance of Susan Cox Powell. Content warnings today are really, really bad voyeurist stuff and adults in diapers for personal pleasure. For the love of the game. (laughs) Sources are in the show notes. Everything's alleged, but this is definitely Tell No One. Enjoy. going yeah we're going i'm going to talk about the disappearance of susan cox powell and this is something that not kidding i think about often the humiliation degradation Mm -hmm. and just violation it's um the cruelty is profound um, profound okay like i have a stomach ache i have no knowledge so there was a very successful podcast that covered this it was called cold and that's how i found it and i was like wrapped So people might note from that. And I also read the book, If I Can't Have You by Greg Olson. Love Greg Olson. Great true crime writer. He did a Mary Kay Turner book. I could do a Mary Kay book. (laughs) So here we go. (laughs) Joshua Powell was born in January 1976 to Stephen and Terry Powell in Puyallup, Washington. And Susan Cox Powell is the third daughter of Chuck and Judy Cox. And she was born in New Mexico and lived in Alaska before her family settled in Washington State when she was a child. So they're both in Washington Mm -hmm. and they're both raised Mormons. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's talk about Josh. Josh did not have a very good childhood. They never do. I do feel for them for that reason. Yes. But come on, man. Yeah. Okay. So his dad dad is Steven and his mom is Terry and they had a very dysfunctional marriage caused in large part by Steven's dissatisfaction with the Church of the Latter-day Saints. Um, He was a Mormon. But he became disillusioned and just kind of like shit on it. And um, that kind of brought a rift between the marriage as it would. And she's still into it. She's still into it. Yeah. And she wants her children to be. Sure. And so Stephen starts telling the kids. Okay. So first of all, they have Josh, Jonathan, Michael, Alina, and Jennifer. Too many, but go on. And he starts turning the kids against the mom in a pretty fucked up way. (laughs) And he also is leaving pornography around the house. Wow. He's doing a thing where like when you leave a super strict religion, you ricochet the other direction. Yeah. He is a pervert. Um, Just put that out there. The marriage isn't going well. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And they're going to get a divorce because Terry, the wife, finds his diaries and sees a lot of entries about how he's like sexually obsessed with the woman in the church with them. Okay. And writes like, if her husband were to die, I'd step in and be her husband. (laughs) 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 Like, I'd step in. Okay. What are you fucking talking about? And Terry's like, what are you talking about? Wait, um, I'm the dumbest bitch alive. But like, Mormons, they can have multiple wives. Is he he trying to do that? Well, they they used to but no i don't i'm sorry i don't mean all mormons i mean that like tlc yeah. type mormons only really the tlc types but he's not trying to do that he's he suggests it i'll do oh, that yeah um and so terry confronts him about this and he's like what i would oh yeah <laughs> like he's just like yeah and she's like can you put your porn magazines away the we kids have little are here. children he's like sex is normal like we're animals we should be able to have sex with whoever we want whenever we want all right he's trying to do like a marquis de Sade type <laughs> <laughs> He says, we're all animals. Okay, brother. It can't come before everything And she's like, what, dude? Like, we're LDS. (laughs) We can't have, like, caffeine, dude. Wait, they can't have sugar. 
No, they can't. I think they can't have so. Oh, it's for the caffeine. Yeah, they have the caffeine. Why can't they have caffeine? It's a drug. We're hooked on it. Yeah, they're right about that. Yeah. Okay, moving on. Okay, so they're getting a divorce. Ugh. And it, do you think he goes quietly into that good night, or do you think he makes it living hell oh for my everybody? God, I think he blows it up like Independence Day in that home. <sighs> yeah. So Alina is one of the daughters, and she she <sighs> like hides his porn when she's over there because she's so embarrassed. Yeah, dude. And she tells her mom that she's afraid to take baths there. Oh fuck you. Yeah. Here's what I'm worried about. Anybody who is like, I should be able to have sex with anybody whenever. That is We're an all animal animals. Thing. I'm worried about you having no boundaries around sex yeah and i'm worried for like if you're around children yeah here we fucking he go. makes makes or has mike sleep in his bed with him that is their little boy that's a son i don't know how little he was but yeah oh no man yeah and so during the divorce the kids kind of like are going back and forth obviously and the dad is saying um there are no rules here you can do whatever you want no and of course the mom is like well there's rules at my house so the kids don't want to stay at her house so all of them end up living with him except for one daughter jennifer yeah jennifer is like a virgo and she's like this is not fucking right jennifer's our only down bitch of the episode so okay keep her in mind alina's a real fucker she comes around to fuck us up but like i do understand children are like yeah i want to party 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 have fun 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 yeah yeah he literally, his motto is do whatever you want <laughs> you're like a 10 year old you're like hell yeah, hell yeah my Dad. lds mom's boring as fuck yeah yeah but yeah. she's also like getting you to bed in school on time and shit right exactly she's trying she's taking like sincere care of you right and he is like mrs doubtfire in the beginning yeah he's like isn't mom so horrible like yeah. he'll say that literally oh no yeah as a teenager Josh allegedly killed gerbils belonging to one of his sisters and threatened his mother with a butcher's knife. Um, I forgot that Josh is um, the child still. Yes. Yeah. We're, talking about his, we're talking about his family. This is his dad. Yeah. Who is the Marquis? Yeah. Okay. So Josh is killing things. This now. is the fertile soil from which Josh grew. And he's killing? And he creatures? allegedly killed gerbils. Yeah. To piss oh, his sister off. Fuck you. Um, threatened his mother with a butcher knife. He also attempted suicide at least once in high school. And they ne- obviously never spoke of it again. The party does end. Right. So by 1998, Josh was living in Seattle as a student at the University of Washington. He began a relationship with a young woman named Catherine Terry Everett, who he met at a local LDS congregation. Mm-hmm. After the two moved into an apartment together, he started becoming possessive. I'm sorry. He's still involved in the church. Kinda. Like, through, through his mom. Kinda. Yeah. Right. Okay. He's kind of like, this is bullshit, but. But I'm here, baby. Um, she says he would have restrictions and limitations. <laughs> limitations. <laughs> he would have restrictions and limitations <laughs> on what I could and couldn't do when it came to my family. Um, if I was going to go visit them, he had to come too. I couldn't go by myself. Um, when she visited a friend in Utah without him, she decided not to return to Seattle at all and broke up with him over the phone. Wow. She is scared of him. Yeah. Like you're always talking about like over the phone sounds like you're fucking scared Scared to do it in person. Yeah. I wonder what that's about. And he is like, what, 19 now? Mm -hmm. And he's already being a big freak Mm -hmm. to his girlfriends. Mm -hmm. I hate it. He's the slimiest, nastiest, (laughs) lamest, (laughs) measliest, nasty fucker I've ever... (laughs) ever dealt with i swear to god okay he makes me physically ill (laughs) okay so josh met susan (laughs) at an lds like singles thing Mm. um because they gotta pair up right oh yeah real fast real fast um so they began a relationship and her parents were like okay this is a guy sure yeah i bet like 
if you're like, I met him at a church event, they're like, okay. Yeah. They're like, all right, sure. Yeah. Um, and then she's like getting really serious and they're like, do we want to get serious though? <laughs> right. They're like date around. Like sure. she's 19. He's 24. And okay. they're saying like, we're Mormons, but we're telling you like, wait, yeah, I don't well, know if I'm you're sure, sold on this guy. I'm sure there are plenty of people in those religions who are like, it all can't be all TLC all the time. Like no, yeah. some people ha- are, I'm sure the majority of them are like, yeah, you don't like have sex with your boyfriends right. until you get married. You date but, more like, than one you person. You date people yes. to see who you fucking like. And because when and you marry you with. in the Mormon church, it's for eternity. Oh no. Not just for this life, it's for every life afterwards. Yeah, I. you should date around or your girly. afterlife, whatever. Yeah, exactly. On your planet, no? Yeah, your planet. Right. Yeah, me and him on the planet forever? Yeah. Fuck! Yeah. So they get married in an Oregon um, temple in 2001. How old is she? She is... But she's 20? Never, she's never dated anybody she's 20. but him. Not seriously, no. Sure. And her parents are still like, okay. okay. Her parents say they think she loved him or married him because she felt bad for him. Wow. Like, because he was so, like, awkward and annoying. People oh describe God. him often as annoying because oh, he, no. like, won't shut up. And people are like, he sucks. And she's like, oh, like, I'll make him feel Girl, loved. we have to fucking stop feeling bad for them. Yeah. For, like, men. Like, we really do that sometimes. And it really is not a good reason to, like, stick around somebody. Because you're like, no. I, I can put up with him, I but nobody else can. Like, babe, yeah. it sounds like it's a him problem. Right. I, whatever happens, she doesn't deserve that, obviously. Oh, my God. Quick side note. So, before he ended up dating Susan, he had tried to date her older sister. Mm-mm. And this is how he did it. Showed up to her house on prom night while she was at prom and just sat in the living room with her mother until the dad came home and was like, Josh, you got to go. And he continued to stay for another hour. What? He's fucking crazy. (laughs) I don't know how to say how much I hate this guy. I don't know what you fucking mean by that. He just like hung around and they're like, Josh, you got to go. And the dad was like, it didn't register. Like it was bizarre. I mean, this is like doi doi, but He's not even hearing the word no from other, from like adult people, other men. No. He's fully like, I'm not processing that. I'm not getting what I want right now. Mm-hmm. What the fuck did he think would happen? I don't know. He'd show up there and she'd be there. And then from there, he's like, I have to double here. down yeah. and wait for her all night. You fucking maniac. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this family's already like, he's uh, a little, I don't love him. This guy is very fucking odd. Yeah. And socially inept. Yep. Uh-huh. F- and this is your man. Uh-huh. Oh, They're like, no. come on, Susan. Like, you're better than this. Susie, honey. He also can't keep a fucking job. Oh my, and these fuckers who will not work, yeah. but but want their wives to be home all day is like, then then we got to figure something oh no, out, you want her to work, baby. Oh no. Um, yeah. That is like worse. He <laughs> reminds me a lot of an ex-boyfriend I had who, who like gets a job and then is like, they're asking me to do my job. I'm oh my way God. better than this. I'm smarter than this. And then they get fired because they're a fucking asshole. Because they won't do the fucking job. That's exactly what he, he thinks. He's smarter than everyone. Right. Works there for a fucking week, tells them what they're doing wrong. And they're like, get out of here, you fucking... Yeah, lazy piece of shit guys yeah. who get a job and then are like, I can't believe how this ship is running. Yeah. And it is like, yeah, I'm it's not, not running right because you are employed here and yeah. you don't do anything. <laughs> We're obviously kind of <laughs> dumb because we hired you. We hired you. you and you refuse to work. Yeah. So they don't have a lot of money. So who do they move in with? Her family. 
His dad. No. <laughs> his dad, Steve Ew, he's Powell. Gonna... Um, they oh, no. live in the dining room with a sheet up for privacy. No, I, 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 I know what we said about the lifetime on the planet, but I can't do that anymore. Mm, yep. We're in a kitchen. Yep. Steve is starting to become sexually obsessed with Susan. And that is his father. Yep. <sighs> yeah. He becomes, he's filming her a lot. <gasps> Oh, sometimes with her knowledge, sometimes without her knowledge. Oh, Kendall, I shiver. Um, question: How does someone become sexually obsessed with someone who has no interest in return? Like you're a voyeur of the highest order, and you're a fucking weirdo. Well, I will get into that. He wrote twenty three hundred pages and seventeen notebooks about his love for Susan. He's the Marquis, Kendall. <laughs> And 50 songs under the name Steve Chantry. Not 50 of them. 50 of them? I have a few. No, don't. (laughs) I really am uncomfortable. Yeah. There's something so odd about, I mean, this is weird for anybody to do, but like about an older person doing that, like that seems like very young behavior to be, to become obsessed with someone Yeah. and like write them like songs and sonnets and like, are you literally a 15 year old Liz? (laughs) This is kind of some of the stuff he wrote in his journal. Fantasies keep me going every day. I'm not exaggerating. I fantasize about her every day. <laughs> I would like to play peekaboo games with her. I masturbated in her presence twice while we were alone in the kitchen sitting at the counter. What? He thinks that she knows that and she doesn't know that. No, he is hearing voices from the TV. I'm not playing anymore. He thinks she knew and consented Mm -hmm. and was he thinks it's mutual the like this idea of like implicit consent is like you are a wacko he writes that she asked him to feel her legs after she shaved them okay and that that was obviously something what i would do that to like my mom Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. what yes okay when he is jacking off in the kitchen what does he think she's thinking i that she's being like a little temptress but so this is what's going on then um he confides in his daughter alina about this and alina calls susan a tease when other women bolster men these fucked up ideas that men have about other women yeah it is so like the betrayal feels so deep yeah she's like yeah dad my brother's brother's wife wife is is really teasing you leading you on alina seek help yep you have worms in your brain bitch yeah so he ends up confessing his love to susan in a car and it's on video or like he see he is like surreptitiously recording it okay the recording of everything is like you are fucking embarrassing yeah Uh, and and i wonder like even just i mean we all know that men respect each other far more than they respect us but like so what does he even think in terms of like, this is his son's wife. He's like, we can share. Okay. He brought that up. But what has Josh? Josh doesn't give a fuck. Josh is a fucking loser. You are fucking kidding me. He is like, go for it, dad. Just wait, girl. Kendall. Just wait. <laughs> it's this. We're a half a page in. <laughs> he tries to kiss her in the cold podcast. They have the audio of it. Okay. She tells Josh immediately. We have to get the fuck out of here. Obviously. Your dad is drooling on me at night. We yep. have to move. Yeah. Josh can't hold a fucking job because he's a fucking loser. That's what I wrote. Um, okay. <laughs> so they, she does, she cuts off contact with Steve, obviously. Yeah, dude. And and Josh kind of doesn't talk to him either for a couple of years. I mean, is he but just like, I, he's like, whatever. Yeah. My dad's kind of weird. Uh-huh. But he does end up sending her mail. The and dad? She, yeah. The dad. 
And Shut up, some of Kendall. it is pictures of Mel Gibson, her her, her celebrity crush, <laughs> other <laughs> naked men, and one photo of himself, quote, leering at the camera. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what do you think he meant by um photos of other men? <laughs> I just like, here you go. You want you like this? Would you mind associating me with them? There's like hot guys. Oh, you are. This is the most fucked up care package I've ever gotten in my life. Mm-hmm. And I've been to college. Yep. Fuck. Okay. So she gets pregnant. They have their baby, Charlie. But so she's in labor at the house. Her parents are there. Obviously, she's about to give birth. They're doing it at home. No, but she's They're about going. she's like about to go. He um is too busy to drive her oh. on his laptop, just gaming or or doing something. So her parents drive her. He shows up an hour later to the hospital. While she's giving birth, he has his laptop in the corner. No. She's screaming and calls for her husband. And her father has to go over to him and say, get up and hold her hand. And so he does. I really don't feel good. Yeah. I guess I just don't have words for uh, people that I think shouldn't fucking exist. <laughs> yeah. It's just like the way they treat this woman is like unbelievable. Yeah. I can't believe she's like having your fucking dumb little baby. Yeah. And oh no. What? (laughs) Nothing, nothing. Well, you know what I mean? Like, I can't believe she's like, this is really nice of her. Laptop. And you're gaming, bro. He's doing whatever. He's like Googling. Because he doesn't have a job. I don't know what he's doing. He doesn't have a job. And still, he gets a new job and then quits and then, or gets fired. Yeah. She works at um, Fidelity Investments, by the way. So she works. We'll get into that. But so she has their baby. So like I said, she has the job and he cannot keep a job. But he has a lot of opinions about how they should spend her money. (laughs) Okay. He also so he has her direct deposit go into his bank account. What? Well, go into their joint bank account. But he often changes the password without her knowing. Oh, no. And she gets a specific allowance. There's like financial abuse. Oh, yeah. It's bad. It gets worse. No, I, I firmly believe that like even if you have a good husband, you need to have your own bank account for yeah. your own paycheck. Yeah, sure. Yeah. What on earth? Yep. She has another baby. Um, and when she calls her parents to let her know she's pregnant, they're not happy. No. And her dad says, you Remember have to get... fucking show in the room? Yeah. They're like, well, this is now just going to be harder when she eventually has to extricate herself from him. For sure. Her dad says, you have to get a real person for a husband. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 1,000% dad. I need a real a human person. Uh-huh. I couldn't say it better. All this inform a lot of this information comes from Susan's journals that are found later. She keeps journals at work. Tragic. Um, if you know what I mean. She doesn't keep them in the house. Yeah, she fucking can't. So she writes and she also confides in a lot of friends through email about a lot of this stuff. So yeah, anything dude. from that I'm about to say comes from her. Okay. And people who observed it. He makes her ride a bike seven miles to work every day because he keeps the car. To do what, King? She writes in an email, it's only forty minutes in the morning and fifty plus at night. I've been told I look like I'm dying. <laughs> no, I'm I'm not. Of course, I'm not laughing at her pain. I'm laughing at the absurdity of it. Yeah. Like your wife looks like she's dying because she's exercising yeah. so much to get to, get to and from work. And you are like perfect. Yeah. No. Uh huh. No. Kendall. So their friends point out, like, Josh, this is fucking fucked what you're making her do. So he's like, it's not that bad. So he tries it for a couple days and goes, too bad. And now he drops her off. Oh, great. And picks her up. And she's paying for that fucking car. Yeah. 
What the fuck does he need it for, Kendall? Just in case. Like, what? In case what? I don't know. He required her to study all of the coupons and deals. I'm at work. For grocery shopping and required her to write down every penny that she spent. And he got furious when she spent two cents more on a can of peas than what he had found a deal at a different store. I don't have words. I, I, what do you mean when you're like, I, he required her? Like, is that part of, I'm dumb. Like, is that part of the Mormon religion of like, it's very much like the women obey the men? Or it yeah, can be. I, I mean, I don't know what else you would do. Let's like say no. And then what? Thing I'm only is, wondering because like, it doesn't sound like he's physically he's forcing not. her to do things. He's so not. I'm wondering like, what is the hold he has over her? And is it, re- is it based in religion? Like, I know that it doesn't help. I don't think okay. it helps. Like she does. She's like begging him to go to counseling. Sure. They like go to one or two, um, like through their church. She talks to her church a lot. She talks to her parents a lot. And she's like, She's rearing up to leave for yeah. a little while, but you, he's threatening her a lot with, if you leave, you won't have the children ever. Really? Over you my don't dead have body. a job. Yeah. You're going to get them? She's convinced that he's right in that. And I don't know why, well, but... I'm sure that that would be a frightening threat. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. It's harder to have the confrontation with him. It's easier just to do what he wants you to do. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I can't imagine that if she has friends and family and people in her church who are telling her, no, you should have autonomy in your own life. Yeah. I can't imagine she would go back home and do what this good for nothing guy is telling her to do all day. Like, yeah. I have to assume that they're, I don't know. I, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't think they, her friends don't like him, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like the frog in the pot where it's like, you're already boiling before you realize the temperature has gone up. Like, Oh, sure. Sure, sure. It's just so slow. And she wants her marriage to work, you know? But Yeah, there's also the pressure of eternity. Right. And she's giving him uh, some ultimatums. She's like, if things okay. aren't better by then, I'm going to leave. And then it ends up getting pushed and pushed. And sure. just, it's, yeah. Okay. We also have a lot of Stephen Pell journal entries. So in around 2007, he, um, he writes in his journal that Josh had told him that he fantasizes about her dying in a drunk driving accident and that he's not attracted to her. Okay. <sighs> Their three-year-old, Charlie, at one point is diagnosed as malnourished because he does not allow them to buy enough food to feed the children. She writes about having only protein that she can afford as hot dogs. And when he says, when she says she can't afford it, he says, you have a garden. He also says... What the he, fuck does he fucking mean? He also says he gets one meal at daycare. That's enough. He's just going to poop it out anyway. What? We shouldn't bother feeding our kid? She resorts to getting free food from the church. Yeah. Um, and she's working full time. He's spending a lot of money on computer stuff. Fuck you. Thousands of dollars. Fuck you. Computer shit? Yeah, like thousands. Like what? So he also decides he's going to be a real estate agent and spends almost $100,000 on an ad campaign. What? An ad campaign? An ad like campaign? On bench? Like, like on a benches, park bench? Stickers, everything. And then he scams the company and says that they messed up his phone number. Um, they say, no, we didn't. So he just declares bankruptcy. Yeah. This is someone who like thinks that he's smarter than people. Yeah. Um, and he's actually a legitimate dum-dum. Yep. Yeah. There's something terrifying about those kind of people. Yeah. Because, like, one day it'll become clear that he's dumb and he'll, like, kill people over it. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. (laughs) So we're coming up on the end of 2009. And she's had it. I'm sorry. I can't believe we're in the 2000s in this story. I thought we were going to be in, like, the 80s. Uh Uh-uh. Okay. Yeah. Coming up on the end of 2009, she's ready to go. Okay. She writes in her journal that she has met with a few divorce attorneys and that she, quote, feels better about her custody situation. Yeah, I'm sure that they... 
they gave her like girl you're the mom information yeah. like you are the mother first of all yeah you have the job the consistent job you, you make the money them. you take care of them yeah why on earth would they go to him yeah and right. i'm sure that um if she's aware of his childhood, I'm sure that is frightening to her. Yeah, they went his, to Steven. Yeah, his mom did lose them. Mm-hmm. I wonder why that was, by the Cause way. Because they went fucking scorched earth. Because the kids are like, I want to go. It's just sure. like, fucked. Sure, sure, sure. Whatever he did was fucked up. So she wrote a secret will that she left in her office. And it, part of it says, quote, I want it documented that there is extreme turmoil in our marriage. And if I die, it may not be an accident, even if it looks like one. Wow. I guess there's no documented like violence up to this point, but Mm-mm. she clearly feels that he is unfeeling towards her enough. Yeah. And like he is unhinged enough that he would hurt her, mm-hmm. which is like, I believe her. In November 2009, she overhears him telling the children that mommy is evil and that the church is evil. <sighs> Just like his fucking dad did. Yep. And I bet he's been telling them that for a long time. Yeah. And she's obviously furious by that, but yeah. But how do you take an idea out of a kid's head? Right. Like, how do you take that back? You planted the seed of, like, we don't trust mom. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, Josh was fucked up forever for it. Yeah. Okay. What's his last name? Powell. Don't look anything up. Shut. Okay. I'm back. That could have been really bad. (laughs) (laughs) Did you see anything? No. I didn't even finish typing. (laughs) Okay. Remember what happened to The Sopranos? Okay. Oh, God. Ruined. I typed one thing. I found out the whole goddamn plot. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Also, throughout... There's a few instances in her journals where she thinks that she may be pregnant. Fuck it. Because she feels very sick. No, no. But I, she, I know what he's doing. But she is consistently getting negative tests. So just put that there. Yeah, she's also losing weight and stuff. Um, We're poisoning? Yeah. Well, we don't know. We well, actually... Yeah, we don't know. On the morning of December 6th, 2009, mm-hmm. Susan... Charlie and Brayden go to the church services and then a neighbor visited them at home in the afternoon and left about five. So the neighbor is hanging out there and Josh is cooking dinner for the family, which is really weird. Everyone says this is uncharacteristic because he's never attended to her in any way. Yeah, it's full of arsenic. And he's making pancakes. Yeah, they're full of arsenic. So So Susan, he specifically makes one for Susan. Uh Uh-huh. She eats it and then gets very tired and goes to sleep. Oh, fuck. They're full of fucking... Something. So the friend is like, all right, my cue to leave. Bye. This was the last time Susan was seen by someone outside the Powell household. Oh, no, Kendall. Uh, The morning of December 7th, the entire Powell family was reported missing. The whole family? Josh's mother, Terry, and sister, Jennifer, went looking for the family at their house after being informed that the children had not been dropped off at daycare. Okay, so the mother and the good sister are still like normal people, and they still give a fuck about him? The mother's okay. Okay. Um, but Jennifer's a good person. Um, they're mostly concerned about they're the kids. They're worried about her and, and the children. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. they're like, we know Joshua's up a to fucking no fucking idiot. good. Yeah. So they called the police when they failed to make contact because recently there was like a family in the neighborhood who had died of carbon monoxide. So they were like, fuck. Ooh. So the police broke into the house, fearing that they were victims of carbon monoxide poisoning. Mm-hmm. They found no one inside but noticed two box fans blowing at a wet spot on the couch. Susan did not show up to her job on December 7th, and her purse, wallet, and ID were all found at the house. Yeah, I'm nowhere. So throughout this time, Josh and everyone, unreachable. His sister's calling him. Daycare lady's calling him. Daycare lady keeps calling, 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 and he answers. She goes, Josh, what the fuck? Where are you? Like, where's Susan? He goes, she's at work. 
And she's like, no, she's not. Mm-hmm. Like, no, she's not. And you drop her off there every day. Like, yeah. you know she's not there. Yeah. Yep. You dumb fuck. Yeah. The police end up calling him a few times and they're like, you have to come home, of course. Yeah. If you're, you're we're telling you your whole family's missing uh-huh. and you are like, cool, well, I'll be done here in a few hours. I'll see you then. Yeah. Like, no, get home, you fucking lunatic. You're not even doing a good show. Put on the show. He has the boys. He has the, the, okay, the he okay, has the okay. kids. Well, and okay, he thinks Susan's your whole at work. wife is missing. Yep. So he calls her Susan's cell phone a few times and leaves messages. But that's strange because the phone is in the car next to him. Oh, fuck you. So he doesn't end up returning till 5 p.m. And he's been gone all day. And he's getting been gone calls all day, cops. driving all around, getting phone calls saying his wife is missing. So he's not fucking busy. No, he doesn't he's have driving a job. around. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Kendall. With the kids. So what he's he's trying to put off talking to them and uh, letting them know that she's truly missing, start looking for her. He's like, I don't know where she is. She's a, she's not at work. He says many times, like, isn't she at work? Shut up. No. Yeah. And it, uh, some of the voicemails he leaves is like, I heard you didn't get to work. This is like the day the earth stood still. Like, you're yeah. not even imitating people right. You yeah. fucking loser. Yeah. There's also like, people are paying attention to you and how you behave right now. Mm-hmm. And you don't even seem to be in control of yourself enough to to know that and put on the show for that reason. You right. Know? Right. You're so correct. Yeah. Okay. He oh, finally- you, you th- sorry. You think you're so much smarter. Right. That you're not even bothering to play to the put game. on a show. Yeah. He returns home with the two boys and was taken to the police station for questioning. He claimed that he had left Susan sleeping at home. This is just, this is his story. Okay. He left Susan sleeping at home shortly after midnight because he had taken his boys on a camping trip after to Simpson midnight. Springs after midnight <laughs> during a blizzard in December on a Sunday night. Baby, that is illogical. The police visited simpson springs on december 10th and found no evidence of a campsite that he had described no shit everybody and they also found suspicious that josh would take his young boys out in a blizzard after midnight when he was scheduled to go to work at his quote job just hours later he said he forgot it was sunday and thought it was saturday i'm just, i'm trying to work out what he thinks, thinks he, is gonna people happen. are gonna think this is what gets my goat all the time with these is these fuckers think no one will care yeah they think like that he will get rid of this person and no one would bother really to look into it. Yeah. Well, they'll, they, they'll they, just get over it. They think that she's as disposable to other people as, as she is to, to them. them. Yeah. That is. Yeah. I'm sick of this. It's not funny, is it? It's serious. The whole like, I thought it was Saturday. You're insulting me. Oh, I just, I'm a little airhead who thought it was the wrong day. Yeah. Like, ew, dude, shut up. Do you think that that indicates to anybody that you are a normal fucking person? Right. You sound unhinged. Yeah. You took your toddler out to camp in a blizzard. You're not oriented to time or space. Yeah. Were you on drugs, sir? Yeah. Like, you don't, you do not sound well if that is what you're trying to seem. Everyone's like, she would have never let that happen. No. If are you she, insane? If she, ha- if she were fucking a liar. Yeah. Yeah. Yelling. So he, I like forgot we were recording. (laughs) He is not cooperative. Shocker. He is showing up four hours late to appointments and basically just like what I left. I don't know where she could possibly be. I left that night. Thought it was Saturday. My bad. Dude. Sue me. (laughs) Sue me for not knowing what day of the week it is. I got confused. You having so little interest in finding her. If you think that people are not taking note of that, you are fucking crazy. Yeah. Well, you're fucking crazy. You're fucking crazy. I'm just going to add a little note here that his brother, Michael, coincidentally was not seen or heard from from December 4th to December 12th. Just putting that out there. So Michael's helping? 
I don't know. I don't like when they protect each other and help each other. Mm-hmm. Um, a day or two after Susan's disappearance, Josh rents a car and drives 800 miles <laughs> somewhere and no one knows where. And, he, and then he just comes back. And coincidentally, Steve Powell was out of work that day, too. Uh-huh. What were they doing? Uh-huh. What were you two doing? Moving someone somewhere else? I feel ill, dude. Yeah. And like, you have a car. You think we don't know that you have a car, but then you mm-hmm. went and rented a car? Mm-hmm. What do you think is going to come of this? Like, what? how does this turn out for you, dude? I don't know, dude. You fucking just moved her body in the middle of her investigation. Yeah. You are fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. They found traces of Susan's blood on the floor yeah. of the house. Life insurance policies on Susan for $1.5 million and a handwritten letter from Susan expressing fear for her life. Oh, no. Ten days after her disappearance, he canceled all of her upcoming appointments, mm. cashed out her IRA, um, <laughs> withdrew the children from daycare. What? what? Why? Um, we're moving? What are we moving? We're moving in with dad. No, I don't want to move in with him. We're moving in with dad. He also previously had spoken to coworkers about how to hide a body in abandoned mine shafts in the Utah desert. What the fuck, everyone? They are almost impossible to search because they're filled with noxious gas and chemicals. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. And who told and there's him that? hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. What, Utah? Yeah. Oh, women in Utah. Yeah. Oh, no. Steve Powell is interviewed by the police. He tells the police that the, him and Susan had a special relationship and that she even talked to him about her sex life he said quote you couldn't miss it she would shave her legs and come into my office and say how feel how smooth they are that's kind of a tantalizing thing i love that uh he only has that one thing to harp on like, yeah <laughs> yeah it's like when you're in eighth grade and you're like well, no he looked literally he looked at me twice today the poor police are like yeah, yeah wow i guess so quote she asked me to rub her feet once and i of course moved her foot to my crotch so she could see what she was doing to me <laughs> oh my god no, the police are like, what get the fuck? a load of this guy. <laughs> are you fucking kidding? <laughs> he was visibly aroused during the interview. And we don't know if that means emotionally or sexually, but take no, that as you will. I take visibly as like a physical. <laughs> the poor, I loathe to be like the poor police. But like, but damn. Like, damn. They're like, mm-hmm, anything else? Like, get him out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I don't care if he has, like, useful information. Get him out. Yeah. Are you hard during police questioning? Oh, he's hard all the time. <laughs> I know, but, like, what is going on in your brain? Just talking about Susan, dude. I mean, this goes without saying, but, like, there's no, like, shame for him. He's fully, like, am I right, brothers? Yeah. And they have to be, like... Oh, I yeah. guess so. He's like, <laughs> he literally says, you couldn't miss it. She was so into me. You couldn't miss it. <laughs> they're like you seem to only have the shaving the leg yeah. anecdote do you do. have any further information he's like literally no he's like isn't that enough <laughs> that <laughs> plenty for it, me right <laughs> i'm not gonna get explicit they do say like did you guys ever have like intercourse and he's like we never had no like we didn't we never got there but like the foot thing <laughs> <laughs> so josh and his dad and alina mm. and the whole family <laughs> set up susanpowell.org Oh my god. Um what? and it's not like super what you think it is. It's no. not like let's find Susan. It's more like let's kind of like put unflattering pictures of her because we don't <gasps> want people to think she was perfect. What? Yeah. Kendall, what? And talk about how good of a dad Josh is. Kids are starving. They made Perez Smear Hilton pe- yeah. type. Yep. It only gets worse. 
Yeah, I'm just, I'm deeply wondering what they think police will think of that. Right, right. They end up moving to Washington to live with his fucking dad. The house is still there and the police are like, oh, so he just left? Cool. Mm -hmm. Him and the children? Yep. Okay. And this is where the Coxes live, Susan's family. So they move to Washington and they enroll the kids in daycare um charlie is acting out at daycare yeah my mom got murdered in front of me yeah and the the teacher's like i'm gonna tell your mom and dad and he just goes my mom's dead oh fuck yeah what does charlie know get him in art therapy figure it out (sighs) right kim and north the ring type drawings from charlie (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) uh josh is of course making it very difficult for the coxes to see their grandchildren the police interview the boys again in early 2010 and they ask what happened to mom and they say it's the big secret oh no dude yeah i mean it makes it you know like terry hobbs in the west memphis three yeah how like his quote family secret is that he fucking killed those kids yeah I feel ill mate i know it's so fucked up and that those kids have to carry that yeah yeah i'm acting out you fucking kidding? I have a hernia. I'm five. Uh-huh. And I think a teacher saw one of the drawings they did, and it was like a van with stick figures. And they're like, who is that? It's like, that's me and Charlie and dad. And like, who's that? They're like, that's mom in the trunk. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Um, solved it, Charlie. Thank yep. you so much, sweetie pie. Okay. That is mom in the trunk. Yeah. I'm done to have your kids be so aware. You're like truly a fuck up. You can't even like hide that from your children. Yeah. Yeah. You are made of potatoes. <laughs> <You're> made of- <laughs> Do you know what I mean? He definitely like- is. <laughs> I hate this guy. Do you know what I mean? like, yes. Like you are literally made of like nothing. <laughs> <laughs> You're made of nothing. <laughs> like there's nothing good about you. Yeah. Nothing right. Like you're made of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> fuck charlie in one of the original interviews with the kids i think charlie or brayden brayden's the younger one one of them says that we went camping with mommy she didn't come home she quote stayed where the crystals were got it so like some kind of fancy rock or whatever the fuck yeah yeah okay. okay got it everybody yeah but not enough because kids you know yeah because kids are wonky brains but like they're telling the truth more than their fucking dad mm-hmm Josh has also obviously gotten an attorney at this point. So if anyone asks him anything, he's like, my attorney said I can't answer. Okay. Okay, man. Our girl Jennifer Graves goes to the police and asks if she can wear a wire to go to Steve and Josh's house to confront Josh. Who is she? The good good sister. Okay. So she goes to her fucking father's house to confront her brother. Because she was like friends with Susan, dude. It fucking matters that she died. Yeah. What the fuck, everyone? Yeah. He denies everything, obviously. And then when Steven finds out that she's doing this, he calls her a goddamn fucking bitch and I eject you from my family. Oh, whatever. And then they make a post on SusanPowell.org saying, Jennifer Grave ousted from Powell family because of her hysterical behavior. The whole like hysterical thing. Yeah. I will fucking fight you. Mm hmm. Jennifer Graves ousted from Powell family. She's like, I don't give a fuck. And thank God for that. Yeah. So Susan's real friends and family have a Facebook group called Friends and Family of Susan Mm -hmm. Powell. Um, It ends up getting trolled with porn, sexual comments about Susan and pretend people pretending to be Susan. Fuck you. Wonder who that could have been. 
Um, and these fuckers don't have jobs. Like they're so free to do this shit. Yep. All the time in the world. They end up posting on the susanpowell.org website that she was emotionally abused as a child, was mentally unstable, and came on to Steve Powell sexually. Okay, he has to let that go. They say that she left because she was so mentally unstable and that she ran away with another missing man called Stephen Kosher. Yeah, there's a, I don't know, like a Chris Wads type thing where like when you literally kill a woman and then you have the fucking nerve to talk shit about her uh-huh. after and try to change mm-hmm. try to change people's good opinion of her mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. you are in the deepest circle yeah like that's what gets me going yeah yeah so they post th- and speculate that the two had run off to brazil together both men steven and josh claimed that susan had abandoned her family due to mental illness and that shortly before leaving she had renounced her lds faith oh fuck you That's nice for her family. So the neighbors in Washington end up putting up purple ribbons for her. But Stephen says that the kids are traumatized and confused by the posters of their mother. I believe we're traumatized for numerous reasons. Yeah. Yeah, Like I can't even. You, Stephen, are going to talk to me about traumatizing children. Because we're looking for their mom. Yeah. Why do you tell us where their fucking mom is then? Yeah. Um, Josh goes back for a little trip to Utah to rent out their old house. Yeah, kind of. You know that game. The neighbors had covered it in posters and stuff of Susan because they're like, "This is her fucking house." Yeah. Um, he said he appreciated them, and then in the middle of the night, took them all down. Right. While he was in Utah, though, the FBI got a search warrant for the van and put a tracker on it. Okay. Meanwhile, the Coxes make the Susan Cox Powell Foundation, um, helping women with domestic violence and missing people. Yeah. Um, Josh is reportedly pissed that her maiden name is included. I'm mad that her married name is included, but okay, Josh. Steve Powell is writing in his journal at this time, I still masturbate about her every day. Oh my God, let her fucking rest. Are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. About what, dude? She never looked at you. I, <laughs> Not the fucking leg thing again. I can't hear it again. <laughs> <laughs> I know. No. Once the snow melts in the spring of 2010, they start to try to search where they were camping. Yeah. They don't find anything. The Coxes run into Josh and the boys at Lowe's one day, and Josh refuses to let the grandparents hug their grandchildren. Two weeks later, they get served with a restraining order. The grandparents yeah. do? Yep. Okay, cruelty. Yep. Why? Just to be fucking cruel? Yeah. To cut all ties with their mother's family? Yeah. And they're telling, obviously, the boys that they're evil, um, that all Mormons oh are God. evil and all this stuff. Um, the restraining order is joint, like so it applies to both, both parties, boys. but still. Josh can't come near them. Oh. And they can't come near Josh and the kids well, either. Well, he's like parfait. Right. May 2010, the cops just go to Steve ho- Steve's house to talk. He lets them in. There's no search warrant or anything. And porn is everywhere. With the children. I There are peephole pictures of Susan laying around. Ooh. And her head glued to <gasps> naked people's... Pictures of her head glued to naked people's bodies. The children are looking at photos of their mom's head. Their dead mother's head photoshopped onto naked bodies. Yeah. It's the worst shit I've ever. Literally, I think about this all the time. I don't. This woman, like, God. Yeah. What the fuck could you ever have to say about that? That is, like, beyond. Um. Yeah. Move on. I can't okay. think about that anymore. They take the GPS off the car at that point. And they don't find anything. Okay. Um, we find out from the daycare provider that Josh had actually secretly canceled the daycare check on December 3rd for that week. <gasps> knowing that they wouldn't need to be in daycare. Days before she died, he... Canceled the check. For their next week's daycare. Yep. Because he's like, we won't be here next week. Yep. Oh, fuck. 
And I'm a cheap motherfucker too. So even if it makes me look yeah. guilty, I can't have that I'm check cash. I'm a cheap motherfucker. And like, if there's one thing you got to know about me, I'm, cheap. I'm fucking cheap. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> they, around this time, they changed the quote mission of SusanPowell.org to quote correct rumors and lies. Uh huh. He agrees to an interview with the Salt Lake Tribune where he calls her mentally unstable and suggesting that she might have embezzled from work and that she was highly sexually motivated and that her mental illness drove her to leave her family. So, okay, when guys like this say things that are so easily disprovable, but they, but if I plant the seed of that idea, it exists now. Uh huh. Her work can, of course, be like, there, we have no, we have never thought she did that. Yeah. But now that exists as an idea about her. Yeah. Like someone who just sees this, that one clip will be like, yeah. oh, that lady. Damn, crazy lady left yeah. her family. Yeah. Because you made, you fully made it up. up. You know how I said he said she renounced the church? Yeah. A lot of her family was like, if she wasn't faithful, she would have left your ass 10 years ago, dude. Josh and Steven have access to all of her diaries from her entire life. She wrote about her love life when she was a teenager. We're going to weaponize that. Yeah. How she had accidentally taken an overdose of over-the-counter medication. They twist the words and claim that it was proof of her erratic behavior. Because a decade ago, I took too much fucking ibuprofen. By accident. Alina says that she was not pretty or smart and that she had walked in on intimate moments between Susan and her father. Between Susan and Steven? Mm -hmm. Sure. Right. Steven and Josh end up publishing a lot of the diaries on their website. Yeah. Here's the thing. Like, nobody doesn't think you're evil yeah august 2011 the coxes and like the people actually trying to f- oh because josh has never tried to find her in any way kendall he has been like shut down the investigation the bitch left yeah <laughs> so the people who are actually trying to find susan organize a honk and wave which is basically like where you stand in public and be like honk if you remember that susan powell was missing yeah like a three awareness vibe yes and they do it at like the grocery store near steve and josh's house yeah So Steve appears very angry with a video camera and confronts them about the restraining order because the Coxes are there. He's like, you can't come to the grocery store. This is where Josh goes and there's a restraining order, blah, 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 blah. And he's popping off, popping off. He can't come near them either. He's the one approaching them. Right. And there's news cameras there, of course. And he says, anyone want to ask me anything? I have all her journals. He sends her journal entries to the Associated Press. But then a judge temporarily bars them from publishing any more of it. August 2011, they finally get a search warrant for Steve Powell's house because he's like, I have her journal. Like he's yeah. he was like saying some dumb shit. I do enjoy when these people like fuck Dig their own hole. shit. Yeah. yeah. Like I fucked up my own day. Just if he, if he just shut the fuck up, he would have yeah. gotten away with whatever he did to her. Yeah. Because if he doesn't come down and confront them and try to get on camera, then they'll never know he has their fucking journal. Right. And they'll never get to access his belongings. But you can't help it. But he can't fucking help it. Mm hmm. You're ill. So they get to Steve and Josh's house and the police say that the boys were visibly hungry and thirsty. Quote, starved for attention. I have a stomachache. Okay. How are children visibly thirsty? Yeah. What the fuck does that look like? I don't know. I mean, it was horrible enough when it was connected to how fucking cheap he is. Like he won't buy them the right kind of food. He won't buy them enough food. Mm -hmm. But like not giving your children water is purely lack of care. Like that yeah. is just not, ne- you're being negligent for no reason beyond. I don't even look, look at, them at them or think about them. Yeah. Yeah. Like that isn't a cheap thing. That is a, like, I never think about them. Yeah. Okay. So they're looking through Steve's stuff and he's the creepiest creep of all. Oh, so I forgot what do he we, was there. What do we find? Uh, Photos of her. Baggies of hair. <gasps> underwear. And wait for it. Bloody thing. Used tampons. Um, labeled. Oh. Susan. Yeah, I uh, would like a break. (laughs) (laughs) 
I don't even know what to say. I, I, the invasion, like, can a bitch live? Like, what the fuck is going on, everyone? This is when they get the journals and the songs. I'm pretty sure, too. Well, they put the songs up online also. They also find, they also find videotapes of him videoing through the neighbor's window to watch an eight-year-old girl and a nine-year-old girl bathe and use the bathroom. Also, um, I forgot to mention that they all, not just Steve and Josh live there. It's John and Michael and Alina. All the adults live with their father still. Oh, ew, dude. They're like the McDoyles. The the brother John often walks around in a diaper. All right. (laughs) This is where the boys were living. I'm pretty much all set. He's walking around in a diaper. He answered the door. Answered the door in a diaper. He also had art on his wall of a woman, a naked woman with a knife through her vagina and a noose. He said the noose was art. The noose was art. Kids live here, dude. And I have no fucking time for the adult diaper thing. Yeah. (laughs) I'm really sick of you. Think of that house of horrors. We got Steve. Photoshop porn of your mom everywhere. Like, oh my God. Hardcore porn everywhere. Steven labeled the VHS like taking a bath, using the toilet. Like he didn't hide it. And there are two little boys trying to come out normal. Yeah. You're joking. Yeah. So, of course, the kids are taken by CPS. Dude, hell yeah. They are taken into custody and Josh doesn't even walk them outside. Doesn't no, say. he doesn't give a fuck. They spend the night in foster care and the people say they were visibly happy to, to leave. Oh, no, man. Well, frankly, I'm sure there are like women. Yeah. Um, who are coming to pick them up and being sweet to them and like taking care of them. Yeah. Not to say that men can't take care of their children, but like, you know what I mean? Right. These boys are starved for like their mother's affection. I'm yeah, sure they are. She was the only one taking care of them. Yeah. And then their dad fucking killed her. Yeah. And then nobody was taking care of them anymore. This very same day, the search warrant is happening. Stephen Powell is on Good Morning America saying that him and Susan were falling in love and that they had had some sexual contact. Why does he think these are good things to say? Poor like G- no, no, Michael Gale. Strahan has to be like, like oh, okay. fucking a. Like, <laughs> okay, okay. Chris Pine's up next with the new Star Trek movie. Like, <laughs> fuck it. Like, this is hell. <laughs> why? Why? Obviously, he's telling full on lies. But why does he think that these lies are good to tell? Okay, he's so delusional. He's like, this is yeah. fine to say. People who are in their right mind, even if they're fucking liars, they tell lies that benefit them. Yeah, these lies benefit no, no one. one. Yeah. What? So he's arrested for child porn and fourteen counts of voyeurism. Counts of voyeurism. Yeah, it's disgusting. You're being so fucking wrong. Disgusting. Um, tidbit. We're coming back to brother Mike for a second. Um, Mike's had his car destroyed in December, oddly. In fucking December? Yeah. yeah. He had it sent to a salvage yard, but <gasps> something was keeping him up at night. He was like, I wonder if it's really salvaged. I really, really wonder if it was actually taken apart. So just by coincidence, a detective was sitting in a Boulder, Colorado imaging company when Mike Powell called asking if they could get him a high res satellite image of the salvage yard so he could confirm that his car was no longer in one piece. So all you and all your fucking brothers and your dad killed your wife. Yeah. Right. What the fuck else is, is the truth then? It had been sort of ripped apart, but um, the police did bring cadaver dogs that indicated towards the trunk. Charlie indicated towards the trunk. Right. I don't know what the, how that Taurus comes in because he took the van with the kids and then 
this is Mike's car. So like, I have no idea yeah, how that happened. I guess so. But like, couldn't... and then what was he doing at the rental car? Who the fuck knows? Well, the rental car was later right. to move her body. Yeah. I think if the van was their family car, yeah. he could have brought her out somewhere in the family car. Met then Mike? his brother could have come there to help him. Mm-hmm. And they put her in because a van doesn't have a trunk. Mm-hmm. And Charlie's talking about the trunk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, yeah, the rental car is like a few days later, right? To, yeah. To find her and move her. Yeah. So they have a child custody hearing and the Coxes get temporary custody. Oh, beautiful. Yes. Those boys must be like dinner every night. The kids, they say, are like unruly, like don't know how to behave as human yeah, beings. Yeah, they're basically. fucking feral, dude. Yeah, they're like, we had to basically like reparent them. Yeah. Yeah. How old are they now? Like eight? Very young. They're Five? not kindergarten age yet. No. They're in daycare? Yeah, They're I guess. little, little. So they're like, what, under six? Yeah. Okay. So now we, the Coxes have custody. Mm-hmm. Steven's in jail and Josh is not happy. Okay. A Washington court told Josh that if he you know, wanted custody of his kids, he'd have to live apart from Steven, obviously. Does he even care? I don't know. So he rented a house in South Hill, but authorities later alleged that he had never actually moved into the house, but made it appear as if he had um, while continuing to live at Steven's home. Ew, why does he want to live there that bad? I don't... They all still do. All of them still live there, yeah, except for Jennifer. I'm it's sorry, but weirdo. they're incestuous. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think there was molest. Yeah, I, for think, sure. I think that they all want to live together so they can all keep fucking... Yeah. In my humble, in my humble opinion. opinion. <laughs> you're paying for a home, a real normal home, but you're dying to keep living with your adult Dad? siblings? Like, yeah. oi vey. Uh-huh. Ay, ay, ay. In late 2011, Josh underwent a series of court-ordered evaluations in Washington. They determined that he had adequate parenting skills, steady employment history. What? What? And no criminal record or history of domestic violence. However, they raised issues concerning the ongoing criminal investigation. Josh's failure to admit normal personal shortcomings, his overbearing behavior with his sons and his persistent defensiveness and paranoia. Yeah. The initial recommendation was for Josh to have visitation with his son several times a week, supervised by a social worker. Yeah, I recommend that too. Sorry, he won't admit to the very, very normal, you know? Right. He's like, no, I'm shortcomings. Perfect. Like, like, yeah. Oh, you're crazy. Yeah. Anybody who's like, no, I literally am a perfect human being. I function 100% all the time. I'm always at 100. <laughs> like, 100%. Fuck, you are terrifying, dude. Don't worry about me. Damn. On February 5th, 2012, social worker Elizabeth Griffin Hall called 911. After taking Charlie and Brayden to a supervised visit at Josh's house. Yeah. Who was supposed, she was supposed to monitor the visit. Yeah. And she reported that he had grabbed them and would not let her through the door. No, no. She I called. Might, I might know how this ends. She called the, the, the 911 call is like one of the most notorious. Oh. It's so horrible because the fucking 911 operator is so inept. Fuck. Um, and it's like played to be like, how not to be. Kendall, my tummy's in a fucking twist. Soon after, the house exploded, killing Joshua and the two children. The local authorities treated the case as a double murder-suicide, saying that the act had appeared to have been deliberate. The official cause of death for Joshua and the boys was determined to be carbon monoxide poisoning, though the coroner had noted that both children had significant chopping injuries on their heads and necks. A hatchet was recovered near Josh's body, and the investigators believed that he had attacked the boys with it before being overwhelmed by the smoke and fumes. The fire investigation also found two five-gallon cans of gasoline on the premises, as well as evidence that gasoline had been spread throughout the house. Friends and relatives of Josh told authorities that he had contacted them by email minutes before the incident, saying goodbye. 
Some of them, including his local bishop, received instructions for finding his money and shutting off his utilities. Records showed that Joshua had withdrawn five seven thousand from his bank account and had donated his children's toys and books to local charities the day before the incident. Charlie and Brayden are are buried at Woodmine Cemetery, which also contains a memorial for their mother. And Joshua's remains were cremated. Um, I don't know how else I thought this was going to end. Yeah, right. Like he was never going to let them lead a normal life. Right. He was never going to let them not be under his control. It is about, you think it's just control? Yeah, I think it all is. I mean, the money control with suit, like, it's yeah. all, like, controlling every aspect of their lives. Yeah. Just that they were so close to not being, like, they don't live with him anymore. And oh, he And he still insisted on, on bringing them down with him. Yeah. You know what it is? It's, like, obviously, on just a very fucking basic human level, horrifying when, when anyone does shit like that. But, like, a parent... It is just so, oh it's like, God. it so flies in the face of like what you, what a, what, I don't know, like what a parental instinct would be. The whole parent thing is supposed to be like, I would jump in front of a car for you. Yeah. Like my job in the world is to make sure you, A, physically like live yeah. and B, like live happily, right? Like, right. and for a parent to, to be so warped in their own mind that they, they're the opposite is like, I don't know how. I don't know how you get there. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you go unchecked all the way to there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They said he had adequate parent. Like, I don't understand. Of course, like, there's no good answer with, like, the social worker thing. Like, of course, like, you want to be able to keep children in contact with their families and whatever. Right, right, right. Uh, like, obviously, this isn't that girl's fault, whoever yeah. was a social worker that no, day. because the 911 call is... I'm sure she's frantic. She's frantic. And they're like, whose house? She's telling you what's happening. She's like, I'm supposed to be supervising. And he just locked me out and he's not letting me in. Yeah. And I smell gas. Oh, no, dude. Yeah. And they're like, what? Where? I think that the the 911 operator like apologized. Like I had since like has had some like reckoning because it was so egregious. I mean, to be to be fair, I'm sure they couldn't really have done much at that point. No, I mean, right, it was that's motion. True. It was like very much in motion. Right. And if he I mean, it sounds like it was a matter of fucking minutes. Before, yeah, it was. He, if he was like, still on the phone when it exploded. Yeah, I, I can't imagine that it could have been helped. But this is like fucking minute. But like the planning leading up, like giving yeah. away their toys is bone chilling. But the planning on the day would have to be so precise. Mm-hmm. Like The emails. Yeah, the emails sent mom- like minutes before, and also that like he already had it all going when yep. they arrived. Yep, he already had the gas going, and he like already- grab them, shove her real fast, and and grab them, shove her before anyone could come. And then like I don't know, 120 seconds later, yeah, they're, they're exploding up. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. what if she had been yeah. 20 minutes early and she could have gotten in there and gotten like right on February 11th, 2013, approximately one year after the death of Josh and his sons. Michael Powell jumped from the roof of a parking garage. Cool. Good. Uh, frankly, like, okay. Utah authorities have since said that they believe Josh and Michael were c- accomplices in the murder of Susan. Yeah. Fucking as do I. Um, The car thing is like, you are terrifying. Mm-hmm. I'm making sure my car is fucking dead and gone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. What the fuck is that about? What the hell, dude? Yeah. He like was tortured by the thought of it. And when you were talking about he's like tortured by a thought, I thought you're going to be like that he hurt her or that he helped oh, his brother. No. no, he's tortured by. They the might fact be able to find my car one day. You fucker. Yeah. In March 2015, Chuck Cox won a protracted court battle with Terry and Alina Powell over the control of Susan's estate. Yeah, dude. Terry and Alina had sought to have Susan declared legally dead to collect her life insurance. 
but the Cox has ultimately gained full control of the estate. Fuck this family. Mm-hmm. The Cox family also sued Washington's Department of Social and Health Services and its social workers, claiming that the agency prioritized Joshua's parental rights over the safety of the boys and facilitated their deaths. Maybe. Yeah, like, it, uh, maybe. Uh, right. In I don't know. Tw- in but- 2015, a federal court granted summary judgment to the defendants, ruling that the social workers had immunity and they were not negligent. In 2019, an appeals court partially overturned that decision, ruling that the social workers did have immunity, but the question of negligence could proceed to trial. Mm -hmm. At trial, a jury ruled that DSHS was negligent and awarded $98 million to the estate of Susan's two sons. Mm -hmm. Susan's family also pressured state lawmakers in Washington and Utah to pass bills that would restrict or block visitation rights for parents who are currently being investigated for murder. He was being investigated for murdering their fucking mom. Mm-hmm. When we have to have laws in place for the, the most, most obvious ha- shit. Yeah. Steve Powell was released from prison in July 2017 after serving a total of seven years following his voyeurism and child porn convictions. He died of natural causes in Washington in 2018. Ooh. Susan Powell remains a missing person. Yeah. But given the fate of her sons, it's widely believed that she was murdered by her husband, Josh. And she's never been found. Yeah. Um, Can you? No. No. I'm so glad I don't have to carry this. <laughs> that was some of the worst Haunts shit I've ever me. heard in my fucking life. Haunts me every day. The way that um, Stephen Powell like poisoned so many people's lives yeah. by being such a fucking weirdo. Yeah. Obviously more than a weirdo. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like diet, like sex pervert. Yeah. Sociopath. The trickle down effect from when, from when one guy is a sex pervert sociopath. Uh-huh. His son's wife ends up dead. His grandchildren end up dead. dead. Like, because you were such a fucking maniac and you raised maniacs. The Cox family. Like, God, I don't know how they survive. Like, can you? No. No, my rage would be. I don't know how they go to sleep and like wake up without fire rage in their heart. I have no idea how they do it. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Charlie, Brayden, my boys. Those little boys. I know. They had no chance. And just when they were getting a shot at a normal... like Yeah, they, they were just given... Temp- they yeah. might have been able to be... Like, come on! They might have been able... Well, he saw the end, light at the end of... You know, he saw it coming. He saw what was going to happen. He saw that they were going to become normal, were, normal people. He saw that like, the police were closing in. But the Cox family is also like, what were they fucking waiting for to arrest Josh? <laughs> like, Yeah. What were you fucking waiting for? What were you waiting? I mean, I'm sure it muddied the waters when he moved. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. But I don't give a fuck about that. I'm also like, you don't know what it's like to be a police officer. It's like, okay. No, I don't care. I don't care. I mean, we all get to choose what we do for a living. You didn't like wake up one day and you were suddenly a cop. Right. Like you went to school. I mean, the academy. But you know what I mean? It's like, I guess they didn't have like, what they were looking for like DNA. Like, I don't know. But it's sure. I think people have been convicted on way less is all I'm saying. Like his brother impounding his car that day. Yeah. I'm not a fucking detective, but right. I know what the fuck happened. Right. Send us away. Frankly, feel free to let that go if you can. Right. That's <laughs> what I'm doing. I'm going to have to let that go tonight. Like, yeah. I can't think That's about that right. anymore tonight. That's all right. Um, Feel free to share the information if you want to scare your friends. <laughs> yeah. If you want to watch your friends cry. <laughs> As for where you heard it, tell no one. Bye. Bye.